So welcome to this new Wake Up with WFAB podcast. Uh, my name is Leticia, aka Vivayette, aka the African Barbie. You can call me whatever, uh, but I'm super happy to be hosting this call today. And uh, for the guys like tuning in on the podcast, I hope you guys will enjoy this episode because honestly, I just love this topic. Um, it's from a book. Um, like I stole this book. Um, for some of you, you probably follow me on social media and you know that um, I went back home in Africa um, for the holidays in December. And I took a little trip in my grandpa's um, um, like bookshelves, like in his house. And he was a very, very wise man. Like he was reading a lot. So I took probably around 20 different books and it's one of them. And all of the books I started reading, like it's the second one I read, I was mind blown because like these people, these people from all the generations, they have a lot of knowledge that some of us, we don't really, you know, we don't really get into, we don't really read that much, our generations. That's the truth. My, my grandpa, my grandpa, I remember, he had a moon, morning routine. We feel like it's something new that we brought up this generation. Oh, have a morning routine. But I remember when I was a kid, my grandfather, he was always, would always be sitting on a chair every morning you would see him reading something, writing down in a journal, doing some stuff like that. So when I realized as I was growing up that I was also into personal development, he was one of my role models. I really, really wanted to have all of his, like, it's so wise. I just wanted to read what he was reading. Um, and he passed away a few years ago. So it was really a way for me to reconnect with him as well. So the subject of the book is silence. And I was really intrigued by the cover because I was like, silence why would you write an entire book about silence and then I read it I was like damn this is amazing it's in French so if you see me like struggling with the words is because I read it in, in in French but I'm trying to translate it in English for you guys um but the author is called Omran Mikhail Ivan Hov something like that I think he's Russian and it's called The Path of Silence in English. So pretty much I wanted to ask you guys before I dive into the subject, when I talk about silence, what do you think of? What, what comes to your mind when I say silence? What is silence to you? Like, what do you think about when I mention silence? I'm curious to know. Drop it in the chat. Hitting your goals without sharing, okay working on yourself, being mindful of your thoughts, hearing my heart, I love that, alone, peaceful, yeah, love that too, peaceful, a lot of people associate silence with peace, yeah, and that's pretty much what we're going to talk about, um, but something he does in the book before talking about silence is defining noise, defining the opposite, because it's like, if you really want to understand what silence is, and how you can really implement it, and grow through your through practicing silence you need to understand what noise is and what he's saying basically speak with myself exactly that's what silence is for the author the world is just too too loud I was like damn that's so true he was like when you enter like a household what do you hear you hear the kids and you hear the tv you hear the dog and you hear like in the kitchen some stuff like a household is very noisy most of the time when you have a family living there it's just a lot of noise for example when you come into like an office sometimes it can be silence but sometimes it can be loud too 
people are speaking, people are working, people move things, makes a lot of noise and you hear all of that, right? And what you need to understand about this book is that the guy is like a member of a secret society. So he's a little bit like Kevin Trudeau type of author. If you, you guys know who Kevin Trudeau is, he's writing in the same style. So he's really talking about how in their secret society, they really, really work on practicing silence. And what he's saying is that during their sessions in his society, noise is not allowed because he wants people to be in a state of peace when they enter the sessions because the rest of the world is so noisy. The rest of the world is a cacophony. That's what he says. And why is it important to realize that is because when you want to reach inner peace and you want to reach happiness, you need to understand what's the opposite of what you're trying to, to have, right? So that's why he's he spends like two chapters defining noise. And what he's trying to say is that the more developed you are, you are the more silence you need. That's why, um, for example, kids are very noisy and old people are very, they're quiet most of the time, right? The, the older you get, the more you need silence and you're, you're more at peace and you're, more, you're a little bit less relaxed, right? So what he explains is that the silence is the language of perfection. And I love that. Let me, let me uh, share an example with you. When you go to a designer store, do you see how quiet it is? It's so quiet and it's so like sophisticated, right? Silence is, is sophisticated. When you go to a Zara store or any other, you know, mainstream clothes store, everybody's screaming, right? It's noisy. People are messy. They're throwing things, right? But when you enter to the Louis Vuitton store, Chanel store, it's peace and quiet. Why is that? Because silence is the language of perfection. So the more developed you, you will become, the more silence you will develop in your life, internally and externally. I'm going to talk about both. But the reason why you need silence is because you need to understand that the rest of the world lives in noise, constant noise. Okay, silence is also the language of truth. And that part blew my mind, is the language of truth. Why? Because most people hate silence because it would reveal who they really are. What does that mean? When you're, some people, do you know there's like insecure people who are always the loudest in the room, but you know that it's, they're hiding something. You know that if it's peace and quiet, they're going to reveal their true nature. People use noise to hide who they really are. Some people, when they're in pain, they come at you, they insult you, they, they harass you. But when you, you dig deep, it's because they're in pain, right? So silence is the language of truth because it will un unravel truth. When you, you're in peace and quiet, this is when you see who, the, who like you see people who, for who they really are, right? So a lot of people, when they're in pain, they laugh a lot, they act crazy, they're goofy, but most of the time it's, for, it's to hide something. It's to hide a form of pain, something they, they want, they are struggling with, right? So you need to understand that silence 
is peace. Silence is truth. Silence is perfection. That's what this, this author really thinks. Is also talking about how silence is a creative space. It's really hard to study when you're in a room with people, you know, doing a lot of stuff. When you're alone in your room, it's a lot easier to work, to study, to do what you have to do, to be productive, right? That's because silence is a creative space. And what he's saying basically is that if you want to reach high levels spiritually, if you're into manifestation, if you're into leveling up like spiritually, you need to find the creative space that is silence. You need to develop a space where there is no noise. It's physically and spiritually, because noise can be spiritual. And I'm going to, to get into that later, but noise is not always physical. It's not always like this. It's not always that. Noise can be spiritual, can be inside of people. So noise is the expression of life, but it's not the expression of a balanced life. What does that mean? Let me take another example. And I love this book because he's always like giving you images of what he's, what he's trying to say. He's like, when you have a car and you hear a weird noise, what does that mean to you? Oh, I think my car has a problem. Noise is an indication that something is wrong. And what he's saying as well is your body. When you're healthy, your organs, they're silent. But when you're in pain, when you feel like, oh, my, my stomach hurts, it's a noise. It's a form of noise. Your organs are making a noise to let you know that something is, is wrong, right? So noise lets you know that there is life, but a dysfunctional life. And I love that part. So if you want to experience, experience real peace and you want to have real spiritual experiences and real spiritual alignments, you need to find silence and master it internally and externally. Because if you live a life of noise, something about your life is dysfunctional. This book is crazy good and I'm not going to cover the entire book I think next time I'm hosting I'm going to go over the next chapters but this is just the introduction after he's like diving into how you can really practice silence inside of you and all of that but we're going to get into what is internal silence internal silence like inner silence how do you find silence inside of you because as I was saying earlier you can physically find silence if, for example, you were um, at the club and you go to the bathroom, it's a little bit more quiet. You can just close the door and you find silence, right? If you're in your house and everybody's in the living room, you can go to your room and close the door and you will find silence. This is physical silence, right? You need this physical silence to find internal silence, but it's different. What, what he wants us to understand is that it's, it's two different types of silence. You need physical silence to reach spiritual silence, but spiritual silence doesn't mean physical silence. You can be in a room and close your eyes and it's super quiet, but you still hear noise. 
You know what I mean? Sometimes you close your eyes and you're just like, whoa, I hear so many things. That's so true. So internal silence, to reach it, you need physical silence. You need like to be in a, in a place, in a room that is quiet, but it doesn't mean that because you're in a room that is quiet, you're going to reach spiritual silence. So how do you cultivate spiritual silence? So most people, they just don't even want to find inner silence. Did you ever meet someone who's like, oh, uh, manifestation and meditation, it's bullshit? Some people say that and they didn't even try. And that's crazy. And, and the author is just like, when you hear somebody say that, it tells you a lot about their inner state of mind. These people have a lot of noise inside of them. Because if you refuse, you completely refuse to reach silence, it means that you're so used to your noise, your internal cacophony, that for you, the weird feeling is silence, when silence is perfection. Most people, they just don't even want to do meditation. They don't care. They don't even want to find a way to, to reach silence. And that's crazy. And what he's saying, the author, is that you can see it in their behavior. Some people, you can hear their inner noise. You know what I mean? And the reason why I love this part so much is because ever since I was a kid, I feel like I'm very sensitive to people's noise, internal noise. That's something my parents, they, they've always told me that, that when Leticia said that somebody is not good for us, we're going to follow through because we know she's so sensitive to energies and so sensitive to people's noise. You know, when I'm, I'm in the streets, I have a very hard time coming across homeless people because I can hear their noise. Literally, I can hear the pain. I can hear like, I'm so sensitive spiritually to when people are silent inside and when they're very noisy inside. Like literally, I feel it. When people like you see them in the streets talking to themselves and all of that, I can't help but stare at them. Like I just stare because like I'm attracted to, to the noise they have inside of them. And it can be a gift, but it can be a burden sometimes because I just don't want to hear other people's noise. Sometimes I just want to be peaceful, but I'm, I'm very sensitive. And maybe some of you, some of you relate to that. Get stronger after coming back from the motherland too, 100%. I'm very sensitive to other people's noise. So sometimes you're around people and they are quiet, but you feel like they are noisy. And some people are very loud, but you can hear their inner silence. You can hear that they're so peaceful. I don't know if that makes sense for you guys, but that's something I was always so sensitive um, about ever since I was a kid. And that's why like, I have a lot of intuition. Like when my family, my friends, when they're around somebody that I don't think they should be around, most of my friends and family listen to me because I'm so like, I can sense it. I'm like, this person is disturbed inside. I don't know them, but something about me tells me that I can hear spiritually that their spirit is going to disturb you. And I can tell you, even my big brother, we have a very beautiful relationship when he's in love with somebody. And I can sense that this person, my God, you should let go. 
even if it takes weeks or months, they, they, he ends up listening to me, not even kidding. And that's something I feel like I've always been practicing silence inside of me without knowing it. And that's why I'm so sensitive to noise now. So you want to develop a sense of, of like, you want to be very sensitive to noise because that's how you will pick the right people in business, in your life, who you want to have around you, right? Even in business, sometimes I hear people's noise. When I hop on a phone call with you and I feel like you're very not aligned and disturbed, I don't even want you in my business. Not even kidding. Because I feel like you have so much noise inside of you. Some, everybody has some problems and some issues that you can work on, but some people are like deeply used to noise. And that's not something you want around you when you're working you, you're working on your inner peace, you're working on that silence, right? Some people are just messy inside. If you could like enter their spirits, it would be like a room full of noise, full of people like playing music and video games. It would be like a room of a lot of mess. Some people, that's what their spirit is made of. And that's fine. But some people want to reach silence, but some of them are so used to that mess, they don't want to get out of it. And you have to be okay with people not wanting to, to get out of it. Some people want to stay there. So what the author is saying at one point is that some people, they think they know what silence is until they close their eyes for 10 minutes. And that's an exercise I'm, I've been doing since I started reading the book for a week and, and a half approximately. What Most of the time, I meditate for around 10 minutes. And I started, after reading the book, I started meditating for 15 to 20. And what I realized is that after, the, the longer I do it, I have a sort of anxiety. Like, the longer it gets, I can hear noise again. Because sometimes 10 minutes is too short. For 10 minutes, I can shut down my thoughts, my feeling, my emotions. But when it, it started being like 15, 20 now I have a sort of anxiety. I feel like all of my problems, I can see them again. Maybe some of you, you just started meditating and it happens two minutes in. Some, some of us, when you, you get started with meditation, this is what happens. You're closing your eyes and all you can think about is your problems. You think of, oh my God, I didn't do that. And you're trying to shut down the thoughts. And I know this feeling when I started meditating, it was so hard. My, my brain was just rushing with ideas and with I was just, my, my brain was just all over the place. <clears throat> Started meditating with my mom and we're at one minute right now. That's amazing. But what I, where I'm going with this is that sometimes you feel like you know inner silence until you really close your eyes in a quiet place, but it's still not quiet. And that's what the author is saying. Most people need to close their eyes for real, for a certain period of time to realize how noisy it is inside of them. In the silence, they hear what the, the job is saying. They hear their problems. They hear their family. They hear their friends. They hear their own thoughts, negative thoughts. Some people in real life, they don't have a lot of negative thoughts until they close their eyes. You think you don't have negative thoughts until you close your eyes and you listen to yourself. So he says that silence is really harmony between three elements, 
your physical world, your mental world, and your spiritual world. When you reach balance and you reach harmony between the body, the feelings, and the thoughts, this is silence. Sometimes you're going to close your eyes and you can shut down the body. You don't, you know, when you're meditating and you feel like you're floating, you shut down the body. But then your spiritual side is screaming. You feel a little disturbed. That's what I was saying. I was feeling a little anxious because I was like, oh, I've been closing my eyes for too long now. Sometimes it's your mental that is screaming. Or sometimes you can shut down the mental, but you can shut down the body. Sometimes I meditate and I don't have any thoughts, but all of a sudden something on my body hurts. Like my finger, my stomach, and I'm like, I'm trying to meditate. Why is my finger hurting? You know, and sometimes it can be the spiritual. You shut down the body, you shut down the thoughts, but something about you is disturbed. It's just like, I want this, this, this meditation to end. You see? So he says that when you have a hundred percent reach silence, you're going to feel peaceful in your body, in your mental and in your spiritual being. This is silence, pure silence. I love this call. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> and I love this book. I'm going to try to see if it exists in English. I didn't think about it, but I'm going to drop it in the chat if it exists. But it's in French, but it's so good. Um, I'll go back to my notes. Okay, so you need to really pay attention to what you hear when you close your eyes. This is really the point of reaching internal silence. And something else he mentions is that in his secret society, what they do to reach silence, which is a little bit, I thought it was weird at first, but then it made sense, is singing. He says that they sing together to create silence. And I was like, but music is loud. And then I was like, oh, but when you sing, you don't think of anything. That's so true. When you sing, it's like you shut down your thoughts. You're just singing along the lyrics and automatically it makes peace in your spirit. That's so true. I was like, whoa, when I sing, I don't hear anything. When you sing, when you listen to music, it's something else. But when you sing, when you're the person like singing, you don't hear anything. And he said that in his secret society before any session, they just gather up as a group and they sing together and they make like between each song, they make a 10 minutes break, like quiet break. So they sing 10 minutes, no noise. They listen to themselves and then they sing another song in 10 minutes. And it's an exercise that helps you create silence inside of you. I was like, that's so beautiful. I would love to, well, I don't know what this secret society is doing, but that's not the point. We're just gonna take the good message I don't know what secret society it is, but from what I'm reading, they seem very, very wise. It's like a monk type of energy. Very like meditation and quiet and peace. I really love their, their approach on, on, on like spirituality and, and mindset. So the other thing he's saying is listening to music, but not any type of music. Um, like I love music. I'm going to be honest with y'all, but 
listen, when I'm meditating, I'm not going to put like Denzel on. Like, let's just, <laughs> that's just not Afro music to, to meditate. That's not, that's just not it. Okay. And it's, it's true. <laughs> but he says that some type of music, some music, um, how do we say that? Genre, whatever, they can peace, like quiet your mind. And that's why at the beginning of the call, I put classical music on, music genre, amazing. <laughs> I love classical music. It's been two weeks. Not only you're super productive when you listen to classical music, like it turns my brain on, literally. It's like I can shut down everything else than what I'm trying to do when I listen to classical music. It's amazing. Like I don't hear anything else than what I'm doing. And he's saying that classical music, but also you see them, I don't remember how it's called in, in English, but the music with the, the big piano in church, um, it's an org. Do we say that in English? Yeah, he says that this instrument is very good. Jazz music. Oh, I never tried jazz music. I think it could work too. I'm going to try it out. But he says that some type of music are very peaceful. And on the contrary, it's an old book. But he was talking about other music genres that are very messy. And I was thinking about, you know, electro rock music. I think people who listen to that for real are kind of disturbed. Like, literally. I cannot stand it. Like, it's also, also CD. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the type of music that is just like people screaming and they're shaking their heads and that's disturbed music. I cannot like my mind. Like I'm just listening 30 seconds in. I want you to, to cut it up like I just can't. I don't even know how it's called hard, hard rock, something like that. Whatever. I just can't. That's a. That's the type of music that lets you know somebody's disturbed. <laughs> like, no shame, but that's the truth. You cannot be in your right mind and listen to that. Like, really? And he's saying that what's your dubstep? Oh my God. Destroying your frequency. That's true. This music is disturbing. When you listen to dubstep, like some of the songs, like, okay, it's gonna be cool in a video, but I cannot take my headphones and put that on purpose to my brain. L no. And what he's saying is that literally music, when you, 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 like, when you listen to music, and I think headphones didn't even exist at that time, but he was saying that music goes directly into your brain. No, like it's a shortcut to your brain. So imagine us, our generation will literally have the headphones in our ears directly. This is the, the best way to enter your own brain, to have access to your own brain. So when you put dubstep music in your brain, what are you trying to, to teach him? Are you trying to teach quiet and a sophisticated place, a creative place in your brain, or are you trying to create a mess? And he's very intentional with that. He's like, you need to pay attention to what you teach your brain. You cannot teach your brain to get used to people screaming in your ears. That's just not it. Because your spirit 
is going to be damaged by it, is going to remember, like get used to noise, mess. And mess is mess. You cannot listen to that type of music and expect to live a graceful life right after. Everything is connected. So music can be very peaceful. Spell the name of the author and book. Let me try and drop it. Um, because the thing is, it's in French, but I'm gonna drop it in French and you, you will tell me if you find it, but it's a very amazing book. Um, it's like Omram Mikhail Ivanov. It's like kind of Russian, like European name, very European name. So it's like the path, the path of silence. That's what it's called. But it's very good. So if you're seeking silence, you can do it through singing, you can do it through music, but not any type of singing and music, okay? And you have to understand that you cannot accomplish anything big spiritually, manifesting your desires and getting what you want if you don't know how to cut off the messy patterns of your thoughts and feelings because they interfere with the harmony of your soul. They interfere with the harmony of your soul. If that's something you don't know how to do, he's like very straight up, don't expect manifesting your desires. If that's something you don't know how to do, don't even think you are going to accomplish anything big in the spiritual world. Don't even think that is gonna happen. You're not even gonna get lucky and manifest anything. He's like, that's the number one thing that tells me that somebody is never going to get the life that they want is when they don't know how to cut off their internal feelings, internal thoughts and cut off the noise and the mess. When I read that, I was like, okay, never gonna manifest anything. Let's go, <laughs> let's go learn how to be silent because that hit me. Because you know, all of us, we try to manifest our desires. I manifest very good but not the big things yet. I know how to manifest small things, but I don't know how to manifest big things yet. And that's when, when I read this book, I understood why. Because I have some creative power in me to manifest a hundred dollars, but I don't have this silence inside of me that can manifest a million dollars. And it goes together, it goes together. Big things, girl, just came back from Africa. Yeah. And this trip, it really, and everything was just so aligned because this society, America, Canada, the United States, it represents what I'm talking about. It's very noisy. Like when I was back home in Africa, let me tell you that my days were so long. Like, I felt like time was just not passing by. I felt like I spent six months there because it's a society where nobody's rushing. Nobody is like, it's so peaceful. And I, was, I would spend my entire day. And for some reason, I think that was something God wanted me to go through. My Wi-Fi was very bad for three weeks. And at the beginning, I was like, 
that's not good. I want to work on my business, right? And after a few days, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let go. If it's meant for me to go through this entire trip without any Wi-Fi, maybe I need to cut something to find myself again. And I needed to cut the noise. I just needed to cut the noise for a few weeks. And it was the first time since I started my business that I was really that disconnected from my, my, my business and what I have to do. For the first days, it was very uncomfortable because I had like this entrepreneur guilt. I was like, I need to work. After a few days, I decided, you know what? I'm going to let go. And I would spend my entire day and it would be silence. And when I came back, the level of inspiration I have right now, like I feel like I've been recharged on a spiritual level because I was home. And this peace and quiet I feel inside of me, like it's just, it's another level. The peace and quiet, like when I was here, everything was just so noisy in my head. I have this and I have that. Oh, I have to do that. I have to do this, right? I think spiritual mindset and growth is better in Africa and in Europe and maybe Germany. And it's noisy and hurry and stressful and fast. That's so true. I feel like African people are very spiritual because the society didn't evolve enough for people to like be in that noise, if that makes sense. The society is still like they live like Canada and the US lived a hundred years ago. So over there, it's a better place to be creative and spiritually opened because you have less noise. Even like the streets, the streets are not as loud as here. It's like, it's peaceful. And we have, we're around nature. That's so great. Like you can be in a city in Africa and all of a sudden you have a, a little bit of a forest and then you're in the city again. Like in the middle of the city, you have a, a goddamn forest. <laughs> What's going on? But that means something. You have a little bit of nature inside of a city. Like some of the, like in Montreal, like just to find a group of, of like trees, it's kind of hard. <laughs> like you just see a few trees like that. The food is more whole. Like it could be a whole topic why Africa, African people are more open to spirituality. But that's another reason. That's something Kevin Trudeau said, the food you eat. When I got there and I started eating different food, like whole food, what people call um, whole food there here is regular food there. Like it's just food. You grow it, you eat it. You grow it, you eat it. That's what we eat. There is no like industries that are like processing foods whatsoever. It's really a, an old lady in the streets. She grow the, the veggies at our place and she's like selling it on the streets. That, that has a, a spiritual meaning, right? It could be another topic, but honestly, ever since I came back, I'm so grateful to be here. There are so many opportunities, so many things to do here. But what I'm very grateful for is that my African background gave me this like open, open mind and open brain and open spirits because we are so like, there is more silence there. That's the point a lot more spiritual silence. People are very tapped in with their spirituality and not only like religion, because before we had like colonization and all of that, we had our own religions with our ancestors, 
we were like, we had our own rituals. And after we had like church coming and we, we like had to convert ourselves, long story short, we have our own religions before civilization using natural elements, using different stuff in, in, your, in the nature, right? You use them to manifest. So originally we're a very rich population when it comes to spirituality. And that's because we know how to seek silence. As I was saying, my grandpa, he loved silence. He was a very quiet person, very wise person. He would not be talking too much, but when he would say something it would hit like right in the middle. So you want to accomplish big things in the spiritual world, in your higher power, you need to cultivate silence. And what he's saying that is so beautiful is that when you actually reach silence, everything to you do seems to be music and dance to other people. The way you move, the way you say things, it's gonna become so graceful, so graceful. And you're going to see it. The world is going to shape around who you became in this like peace of mind. You're going to be, everyone around you is going to feel free, liberated, happy because you're music to people. And when I read that, I was like, that's so powerful. And that's something I'm going to write down in my prayers now. I want to be music to people. And I think there is a reason why people that, are, that make more money or more personally developed is for that reason. Because money and growth, it's like, it's the same frequency, the same vibrational match. You cannot be making a lot of money and inside of you, you're messy. You can, but at one point you're gonna either lose all that money or you're going to lose yourself. But most people who make a lot of money have a certain level of silence and peace and, and personal development that is so important. That's why we say that success is 90%, 99, 90% spiritual, 10% physical. Because it starts with your internal being. It starts with your inner power. It starts with your inner silence, how quiet your mind is. Because a disturbed mind cannot create anything big. That's what this author is saying. A disturbed, disturbed mind cannot create anything big in the physical world, but even harder in the spiritual world, in the higher world. So you want to become music to people. Something else he mentions and something they're doing in his secret society, but also in a lot of religion is fasting. When you stop eating for a certain period of time, he says that music and singing is better because you can do it every day and it's, it's not going to harm you. But fasting, like pay attention, you don't want to fast forever. But a, a, once in a while, he says that fasting is a good way to go back to this silence phase inside of you. Because when you start fasting, what happens is that for the first hours, you feel uncomfortable. Your organs are going to scream. You're going to have your stomach hurting. You're going to feel like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. And when you go through that phase, at one point, your body just stops. Did you ever go through that? Like you're so hungry and you're mad and 
you cannot eat. For some reason, you're very busy. Or you're, you're just somewhere where you cannot eat. And for hours, you complain, you complain, you complain. And at one point, you're just not hungry anymore. That's just, your body is like, okay, we're not going to eat, so I'm going to let you go. It happens all the time. So what he's saying is that fasting is like a discipline that you have to, to, to master because it's going to show your body how to be quiet when there's so many noise. Your spirit to be silent when there's so many noise. Even when your organs are telling you, we don't have enough energy, we don't have enough nutrients, you will teach your spirits how to say, shut up. You, we're going to eat eventually, but for now, you're going to discipline your spirits and discipline your body at the same time. So they are in alignment. It's really something, he says it several times and I'm saying it as well. Be very careful with that. You don't want to fast all the time, but once in a while, once every six months, once a year, sometimes just try and fast for one day or two days. That's what he says. I don't recommend, like, I don't, I don't want to promote, like, you know, starving yourself whatsoever. Really not. Be careful. But if you're somebody that already does it, that's why a lot of religion, they practice uh, fasting, right? They practice not eating for a certain period of time because it's supposed to help you be in a better, like, spiritual pace. So the last thing is that he mentions an example that is so true is that you don't want to practice silence and become like a kid. You know, when you have a, a child and you tell him to sit down for a few minutes and you see that he's just waiting for the opportunity to just do something. He's just waiting, like he's just sitting because you told him to sit down. But you see in his eyes or in her eyes that if you turn your back, you're going to run, to scream, to do something. What the author is saying, don't be that kid when it comes to your inner silence. Don't be like, I'm going to be silent for a few days so I can manifest my dreams and then I'm going to go back to my notes. Don't go back there. The goal is not for you to do it just to do it. The goal is for you to practice it, to master it, and to love it more than you will ever love noise. To love this inner peace and this inner silence to the point where noise is something you hate. And that's the point I kind of reached. That's what I said. Some people are so disturbed to me that I, I just, I can't. The noise is too, is too much. And that's when I started personal development at one point, I was very uncomfortable like going out, very uncomfortable with clubs, very uncomfortable with concerts. At one point I felt that. Right now, I'm, I'm back to like loving it, kind of. But at one point, when I started my personal development journey, I would go some places and be like, I need to go home. It was disturbing to me. The music and the people acting crazy. I just didn't like it. It was a, too much of a noise. And not physically only, but in clubs, people are spiritually noisy. That's the place where people come after a week of work and they just want to chill and they just want to let go of all the problems. So that's when everybody with problem meets. Do you imagine how spiritually heavy it is? When you come to the club, you're with so many people 
90% of them are here because they have problems and they just want to forget about them for a few days, a few hours. That's what a club is. Well, sometimes it's to celebrate something. Most of the time it's not. <laughs> Most of the time it's not. That's why it's not healthy for somebody to be clubbing every, every Friday, every Saturday, every Sunday, every weekend, because it's, it says something about you love noise. Why don't you enjoy a Saturday night at home? Netflix, hot chocolates. It tells me a lot about you. If you don't enjoy this, it tells me a lot about you and about your inner peace. So pay attention. Don't be that kid that is sitting down for a few minutes because you were told to do it because you listen to that call. It was like, whoa, I need to practice silence. And then you practice this for a few days because you want to manifest something. And then you go back to your old ways because that won't save you. You need to be obsessed with your silence and in love with your silence. That would be my best advice for you. And last thing, realizing that you have this inner silence is an educator indicator of evolution. So if you're really evolving right now, you will love silence. This is how you know you're growing. If you feel like you love silence more this month than last month, it means you're evolving. Don't isolate yourself. That's not what I'm saying. Don't be alone all the time. Not what I'm saying. But enjoy the moment where you go home alone more than you enjoy being in the noise. You need the noise sometimes. You need to go out to be in the world. That's normal. But what do we enjoy? Do you enjoy more? Because a lot of people, they don't enjoy coming back home to their selves. They'd rather be at work or with friends, with other people, because it just they just can get away of their inner silence and their inner noise, right? You need to be at a place where you are looking forward to your silence. That every day you're like, oh my God, I cannot wait to meditate tonight. I cannot wait to close my eyes alone in my room or in my place and just enjoy the, the silence. And I think that's, that was my biggest like takeaway from like moving alone in my own apartment is my, my silence. Like when I shut down my computer, my TV, my phone, my everything, it's like desert. I don't hear anything. I don't hear anybody. Nobody's going to knock on my door. Let's or whatever. Nobody. <laughs> I'm just by myself. And I feel like this helped me so much in my personal development journey. So if some of you are listening to me and you live with somebody and you were thinking of going alone or whatever, do it. <laughs> if you have the possibility, I recommend 100% that at one point in your life, you learn how to be 100% alone. If you have kids, sorry, it's too late. But <laughs> if you don't, because kids, I completely understand. But even when you have kids, I remember that my mom, she would always get away for a few days when I was very young. And a lot of people judge her for that. Oh, you cannot leave your kids like that, whatever. And when I grew up, I understood why she would do that. My mom, she was like, when I was six to seven months, once a week, she would go to sleep to my grandma's or to a hotel or to the beach, right? Because she needed that peace and quiet to come back and be a good mom. Some people judge her for that. Oh, you're a mom. She's six months. How could you leave her? She's like, I don't care. 
I need the peace and quiet to be a good mom. And if you don't get that, you are disturbed because it's not normal that you think it's, it's okay to be seven days out of seven with a baby and you never have some peace and quiet. And she was so lucky that my dad was very like understanding of that. So she, she could leave me with, with him. But if you have an opportunity, if you're a mom, if you're a student, if you, whatever you are, if you're in a relationship as well, find some peace and quiet sometimes, get, get away. And some people don't get that as well. They cultivate noise within relationships and friendship. They wanna be together all the time to cultivate each other's noise. They cannot stand being alone. They cannot stand being in that peace of quiet and not being talking to this person or being with this person. Some people don't stand it. And that's not good. So that's pretty much it for today. Um, you want to learn how to be peaceful and quiet if um, for some reason, um, like if you have any question about the book or whatever, or if you find it in English, let me know so I can drop it in the wake up of WFAP chat. I would love for everybody to have it. Um, thank you for tuning in on the podcast, guys. I was so happy to host this call. I hope you had some value and um, don't ever uh, forget to subscribe on our channel, to follow us on social media and to uh, subscribe to the Telegram channel.